If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Man or alive, hamanemene. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win because I'm. Listening to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for a Hamanemanai. <laughs> um, you are listening to uh, the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, sit around a massage table in a basement in New York City and uh, give you well researched, incredibly structured. Um, uh, uh, amazingly accurate, uh, indelibly imprintable, basically guaranteed, guaranteed ideas, uh, for success in the field of money in finance. Basically, what we're saying is, yeah, really, what I'm saying because Noel's not helping me out at all <laughs> intentionally, intentionally as he stares at me, waiting for me to spit it out. Yeah. Is that our show, we sit here, we come up with amazing ideas for getting rich on different topics every week. That's right. And uh, we give them to you. We put them out there for you, the listening public. Our gift to you. To grab, take to heart. Yeah. Ingest them in your brain. Yeah. Vomit them out on uh, the world of finance and commerce and uh, 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 other things. Yeah. And uh, you're going to get really, really rich. Yeah, so you guys really lucked out because we are, in the mind, financial geniuses. Yep. And in the body, uh-huh. lazy, lazy butts. That's right. Uh, so we don't want to do anything. We just want to sit here and spout our gold into the microphone, mm-hmm. wherein it then leaves the speaker <laughs> or headphone, Uh huh. goes into your much more able bodies than ours. Yep. Younger, stronger. So, yeah. <laughs> more ambitious. More ambitious. <laughs> and you can take these ideas. You can make them reality. As we used to say all the time. Yeah. And we haven't done it in a long time, but I think it's the perfect tagline for our show. That's right. You do all the work so, so we, we don't, don't have, have to. to. That's right. Oh, that was nice. We did it at the same time. Yeah. Unintentionally. Jinx we... on you. Can't talk yeah. now. <laughs> no, you can. Okay. Um right. Um, and all we ask in return, Noel. It's 10%. Yep, that's it. You make your millions. You make your billions. You make your trillions. Mm-hmm. And you give us 10% off the top. We're all happy. Huh? Mm-hmm. No one's got to go looking for the other guy. Yep. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Nope. You just send it to us. We'll take it. That's right. But you're going to be so rich. 10% is going to be like nothing. That's right. It'll be, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. One-time payment. Well, it depends. I yeah. I guess if you keep making money on it, we get more money. That's right. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's what we do here, in case you uh, wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just a note. Uh, uh, we actually had someone reach out to us on Twitter, uh-huh. and uh, I just wanted to say thanks for liking my idea so much. <laughs> 
this person uh, credited Josh with uh, one of my ideas. and uh, Noel got very upset. I corrected him. And slapped him down on Twitter. <laughs> Couldn't slap him down in real life because I have a feeling this guy could take Noel out and He's a military person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we're big with the military. We are, we are. Yeah. That's what we should be. You know why? Because they're smart. U.S. military makes money. Mm, that's right. They know how to do it. Yep. They know how to pay their 10%. Okay. Sure. <laughs> no one knows how to pay their 10% yet. Well, they're just waiting for all still those countries on, to I, pay I know, their debts. I know War Dogs was a failure. Uh-huh. I'm still waiting on that check. Yep, it's coming. All right. Um, Noel. Yeah. This is the part yeah. where I ask you okay. how you're doing today. I'm doing good. And uh, what's going on? Well, I was thinking about something. Who were you? Yeah. Uh, so I am a big fan of salami. I love it. And <laughs> I do. I love salami. I know you do, but everything about that, just knowing you, is 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 an intentional double entendre. Well, you know. Uh, so yeah, I usually get like Italian salami, supersettas, and things like that. Uh but I did one time get this Hungarian salami, and it was delicious. Uh-huh. And I looked it up, and you could get it from the manufacturer who's in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, and it was drastically cheaper. Uh-huh. So I ordered three, because it was cheaper to buy them in bulk, and salami uh-huh. lasts. So I bought these three huge salamis, like bigger than my forearm each. They probably uh-huh. were, what's that? Two and a half, three feet. I remember these salamis. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I, I got all these really good salamis. And at the time, uh, we were uh, doing a show uh-huh. that Josh was involved in, and Josh's wife and uh-huh. myself. And on the rap party, uh, I went to go get some salami to bring, and I didn't want to bring whatever it was, five pounds of salami, uh-huh. one of these whole salamis, because it would just go to waste because it's too much salami. So I brought a half of one of these giant salamis. I brought, like, I brought half the food in this place was this half a salami I brought. That's just not uh, true, but and okay. Josh did nothing but ride me and ride me and ride me for not bringing an entire salami <laughs> that I wasn't, that they weren't good enough for a whole salami, when it was really, I brought pounds of salami. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, so then... Uh, we also then shortly after went to uh, Sundance. Uh huh. And so to bring food, I thought I would finally appease the greedy, greedy Josh and bring an entire one of these salamis. So uh-huh. I had one of these giant baseball bat salamis in my bag, and I was going through in my carry-on, uh-huh. and I was going through security, and it went through the X-ray machine. And the woman <laughs> behind the counter was like, uh, is that a giant salami? And I go, yeah. And she thought that was the best. I'm. It made her day. She was like, thumbs up in me. And like, she must also really like salami. So uh-huh. if you guys are in the Brotherhood of the Salami out there, know that we are legion and we are everywhere. And don't let Josh get you down so this was the thing uh-huh. about the salami at the rap party <laughs> noel went for like four days before the rap party which there were a lot of people at uh uh-huh. noel went on and on 
about this amazing fucking salami that he had, and he's going to bring it for everyone to have some salami yeah. at this rap party. There were probably, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 people at this rap party. Noel shows up with, I would say it was closer to a quarter of the salami, no. uh, number one, and like 12 cubes of cheese. <laughs> Hey, everybody, <laughs> don't let this guy and lie to you. This was after, seriously, the buildup to this salami was like, we are going to eat this salami and we are never going to want to eat any other salami again. It's good. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything. He built it up like when we're at this rap party, the lines for this salami are going to be around the block because people are going to hear that this salami is at this rap party and just show up. From off the street to okay. eat this salami. This salami. He brings like three slices of salami and 10 no. cubes of cheese, lays it out on a paper plate. And I was not the first one to razz him. Uh, <laughs> the ladies in the show uh, gave him holy That's because they would just over anything. I could have brought 20 salamis and they would have given no. me a hard time just because no. they'd like give me a hard time. No. I listen, everybody. Yeah, I, th I, the salami. I also don't remember seeing. Do you brought salami to to Sundance? I brought an entire one of those. Did salamis. we eat it? Yes, we. Ate I know. I must have been too drunk the yeah. entire time. Uh, so, <laughs> you guys, everybody, this salami was probably <laughs> had, you know, a diameter of like three inches. Uh huh. And I brought over a foot of it. To a party. You did not bring over a foot of I it to the party. I brought over a foot of salami. You did not bring over a foot of salami to the party. You guys, Josh, can't tell. The other distance. thing is, this is the other thing I recall. Uh -huh. The Everything at the party was donated. Yeah. So we brought, like, <clears throat> everyone's thinking, and, you know, we have, like, 70 people coming. So Noel's saying, I'm going to bring this salami. Yeah. So he brought, like, three inches of salami, <laughs> and in typical Noel fashion, he's trying to convince you that three inches is a foot. Whoa, waka, wow. waka. Wow. Um, but <laughs> but he brings his this bit of salami that's supposed to feed 70 people. I think Josh went next door and to, like, the corner bodega and got, like, a <laughs> half bag of chips and a, a chocolate bar that he... Sat on and melted. I think we brought a ton of like half full bottles of booze. Oh, half. Yeah, we half. Brought, but we brought like six of them. Half. So it was like we brought three bottles of booze. I brought more salami. I brought enough salami to stop someone's heart. Clearly, you didn't because the salami was gone and yeah, no one died because it was so good. It was delicious, but there wasn't. I remember people coming up to go and I heard there was supposed to be some really amazing <laughs> salami around. No. <laughs> We're going to devolve into your mama jokes yeah, in I a know. minute. Anyway, Anyways. so the whole point of this story, Noel, yeah. is what? Is is that meat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is our topic today, people. For those of you that don't listen to this show or haven't listened to this show, and this is the first time, thanks for listening. It was great having you. Yeah. Um, but Noel's fabulous stories always relate to our topic of the day, uh -huh. and today's topic is meat. It is. Now, Noel, yeah. when he suggested this, just wrote meat, and I, as a chef, when I think of meat, I think of beef. Okay. So that's primarily what I did my So you didn't on. consider that salami to be meat? No, that salami is a meat product. Yeah, it's pork. Pork. Was it 100% pork? It's probably mostly pork. <laughs> You don't know what was in that salami, do you? It was good. Yeah, it was. It was delicious. Yeah. You still have that kielbasa I got you for your birthday? No, I ate that, man. It's good. Yeah. Double smoked. Yeah. Anyway, 
getting back on topic. Although we weren't really off topic because we were talking about meat that's products. Right. Um, meat. That's the topic today. Right. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. How are we going to get rich with it? Very rich. You think people have been, have 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 figured it all out with meat? Meat's been around for ever. Yeah. As long as people <laughs> as have been eating. As long as there's been animals. As long as there has been flesh yeah. on this planet, yeah. there has been meat. Sure has. And someone or something has been eating it. Yep. Uh, so you would think all of the ways to make money off of it have been expended, but nope. Nope. Noel Deneen's going to tell us how we're going to get rich. I am. With I, meat. I am right now. So you guys, meat. We're talking serious. Uh, don't let Josh dissuade you. Uh, you know, when I first started thinking about this, I did think about one of my favorite devil's advocate things I say to vegetarians. Uh-huh. Uh, is that not not any vegetarian? And, and I don't I don't do this to diss them, but I tell them <laughs> if you know if you're a vegetarian that isn't eating animals because you like them, then what about the fact that if no one on the earth ate meat, chickens, cows, they'd basically be extinct, right? So uh, do you love these things enough not to let them live? Uh, I agree we should treat them better, but, you know, they would probably not exist in our go-getter world these days if we <laughs> didn't eat them. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, I, I, I just love being devil's advocate with that. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I thought about that, and I thought about other meat bands, and I ended up reading uh, a bunch of, like, meat religious regulations. Uh-huh. Right? And so uh, the kosher rule of uh, pork is no good because they have cloven hooves but <clears throat> to not chew their cud. Right? And um, so I started looking into that, and I found an animal called the mule foot hog, which does not have cloven hooves. Oh, my God. And I thought, great, you know, we can market this to people with kosher diets. And uh, I kept looking into it. How happy would all those Jews be to be able to eat bacon? Well, they wouldn't be, it turns out, with the mule foot hog. Oh. Because I found a 2013 New York Times article uh-huh. that basically proposed the same thing. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but following the article was a correction that was posted afterwards, which said, and I quote, City Room, based on its extremely poor religious training, made the mistake above of wondering aloud whether meat from a pig with an uncloven hoof would still be considered non-kosher. Rabbi Moshe Elephant, chief operating officer at the Kashrut Division of an Orthodox Union, the largest kosher certification organization in the world, mm-hmm. quickly set us straight. Actually, this pig is even worse than other p- oh all the God. other pigs, he said. Not only does it not chew its cud, it doesn't have a split hoof. Split hoof equals kosher. Unsplit equals non-kosher. <clears throat> the thing that makes pigs non-kosher is that they don't chew their cud. We'll remember this. Thanks, Rabbi. That's that's the end of the correction. Okay. So, no good. So the real issue with pigs is is that they are cloven-hooved, but they don't chew their cud. It's yes. the it's the the you, don't you chew the combo. their cud. Yeah. So if you taught a pig to chew their cud. Well, I started, that's what I decided right. I'm going to look into. I'm looking like, can I teach a pig to 
chew its cud? Can I breed a pig to chew uh-huh. its cud? And and what I found was there's an animal called the babirusa, aka deer pig, that's found in Indonesia. They are listed as endangered. Uh, they've got these crazy tusks that curve towards their head, towards their forehead, and if they don't wear them down fast enough, uh-huh. they will grow into their head yeah. and kill them, yeah. uh, which I thought was crazy. Uh, but also, they chew their cud, and they have cloven hooves. Wow. Yep. So, my idea is this. I wonder why they chew cud. I don't know, but they do. Uh, my idea is this. Get some of these Barbarossa pigs, start breeding them, uh, you'll be saving them from <clears throat> extinction, repopulating the world with them, market their meat to people who keep kosher diets, uh, uh, and, and, and a side note here, this would only be, other. there's other religions that kind of keep kosher too, and they, what they well, do- Well, halal is very similar. Well, no, here's this though. Uh-oh. So- there are people that keep those same kind of. It is very similar, mm-hmm. but the the justification of why things are legal or illegal, if it follows Abrahamic diets, uh-huh. such as kosher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Abrahamic meaning you know from Abraham yeah. and, and spouting from there. Um, then then this would allow this pork to be eaten, but not halal because. The the rules about halal just list animals you can and cannot eat. Oh, I see. It doesn't kind of code it. Right. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so uh, this would work for kosher. There was like uh, I want one of the orthodox, one or two of the orthodox Christian religions also followed this. I didn't know that. I didn't there know was, that they had. Uh, yeah. That they had dietary restrictions. And I forget what else. It was Christian something religion. like it was like. Latter-day Saints or Christian scientists well, or something like Latter-day that? Well, the Latter-day Saints or the Seventh-day Adventists are vegetarians. Okay. That's like their thing. You know, a little... Not little, anymore. They can eat this pig. No, they're <laughs> vegetarians. That's the thing. They don't eat meat. I think they'll eat some fish, uh-huh. but they don't eat meat. Okay. And f- I'm going to tell you a little little trivia thing. Uh-huh. Little Debbie cakes yeah. are vegetarian. Okay. They were created by a, because there were no snack cakes that Seventh-day Adventists could eat. Oh, really? Because back in the day, that cream filling was either cream or ta- or had beef tallow in sure. it, um, and gelatin and things like that. Uh-huh. So they made little Debbie cakes for Seventh Day Adventists to eat, and okay. then it became popular. I like them. Yeah. Uh, so you could take these Barbarossa pigs, you can breed them, save them from extinction, you can market their meat to people who follow kosher kosher diets, kosherut, uh, and these kosher folks get a chance finally to eat delicious pork. I love pork. Um, uh huh. And for the uh, for the Jewish people that are follow, that are following the kosher diet, they're getting to do a mitzvah because they're saving these animals from extinction. So they're doing a good deed, and they're eating pork, roast I, I, pork, ham, yeah, bacon, bacon. Most importantly, bacon. Yeah, I, I like roast pork. No, roast pork's wonderful. Don't pork get me chops. Wrong. Ooh, yeah. I love pork. Works good stuff. Uh, so that's it, Not guys. That I would know. It's a big, big idea. Lots of money. Industrial farming money. <laughs> Although, so here's my thing with this. Uh huh. As a Jew, okay, I also have to make sure that my horns get worn <laughs> down 
Otherwise, they <laughs> curl around and stab me in the back of the head. Uh-huh. So I wonder if because they have horns and I have horns, if I can't eat them as well. All right, no, I think you're good. Okay. There's Just no rule for that. Just checking. Just checking. All right. That was a good one, Noel. Yeah. It's, it, it, it serves a multi-purpose there. It does. We save it the world. Serves, yeah. We, we well, get to yeah. We save the world. We allow uh, an entire segment of the population, of the world's population, to enjoy something delicious yep. that they've never had before. I read a story. There's a uh, restaurant in Williamsburg called Trafe, uh-huh. and Trafe is the uh, Yiddish word or Hebrew word for unclean. Okay. Uh, so the idea is, because Williamsburg was at one point a very heavily Jewish section of Brooklyn, yep. um, he serves a lot of shellfish and, and pork dishes and things like that. And I was reading an interview with the the chef, and he was talking about how periodically, like right before closing, like 20 minutes before closing, uh, Hasidic Jews, like individuals, Uh will like run in and order like an entire side of the menu just to try all this food that they've never had the opportunity to try. Okay. And then run out and sneak out and run out. Well, good for them. Yeah. You, you know, know, it's like a diet. If you break it one day, it's, you, you, they get a cheat day. It is a diet. Do they get a cheat day? I, I say they do. Well, that's very good of you. You're quite yeah. the nutritionist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good one. I like that one. That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> I like that one. All right. Uh, if you guys want to credit me with that one, you feel free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, mine is kind of a quickie. Okay. I'm going to little zing you with this little quickie. So uh, I was looking up sort of like, you know, there are some issues with eating a high-protein diet. Yep. Right? Um, people say that there's a lot of carcinogens in beef in particular, particularly if you cook it well done, which apparently a lot of people, including our president, seem to like. Mm-hmm. I thought it was only if you grill it. <clears throat> no, it's cooking it grill well done. smoke it. Uh, cooking it well done. Okay. Uh, just uh, cook. The more you cook it, the more these carcinogens are released. All right. Um, so, like, I think the idea between, particularly with grilling it, is you are uh, nailing it with such high heat on the outside uh, that you are, uh, uh, you know, activating those carcinogens. Okay. Um, but just in general, high fat content, and you know, with these carcinogens, particularly with beef and these carcinogens, uh cancerous yep they're saying cancerous so i was like oh man you know that sucks it's terrible for people to get cancer from eating meat that they love yeah so i was looking like well you know i bet vegetarians and more importantly vegans get cancer right (laughs) what makes them so special (laughs) and i did literally two seconds of research i did vegans cancer and the first thing that pops up is a whole series of articles about how vegans blood uh is uh uh fights uh cancer eight times more powerfully what than other people's blood really and the way they did this test okay. was they put vegan blood cells in to a Petri dish with cancer cells and watched these blood cells attack these cancer cells and destroy them in no time flat. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, well, <laughs> you got all these people 
out there. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very American thing, right? Yeah. Particularly middle American thing. They love their beef, yeah. right? They love going and trying. Like, how many places do you pass? Like, when we did our trip to Arizona and we were driving down Route 66, there were signs for several places that were like, if you eat our 62-ounce porterhouse steak in one sitting, mm-hmm. like, you don't pay for it. Like, tons of these things. And people try this stuff all the time. People love, like, what is, like, the favorite thing of so many people? Just getting a big steak yeah. with a baked potato. Sure. And then they get a little salad on the side that sits there for the entire meal till it's taken away <laughs> by the waitress. <clears throat> I got nothing against that. Uh-huh. If that's what you want to do, God bless you. Good on you. Yep. Eat away. Yep. Do whatever you want. I'm all for it, you know? But should you get cancer for that? Like, should that be your punishment for enjoying what little bit of enjoyment you have in your life? I say no. Yeah, sounds judgmental. Exactly. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to set up blood banks, Uh right, where vegans come in and they are paid to donate their blood. And then you as a meat eater will come in for regularly trans regular transfusions. This is before getting cancer. Uh Uh-huh. There's no point in get doing it when you have cancer. It's to kill those cells before they metastasize, before they become a thing. So you will, once a month, go and get your transfusion of vegan blood, which will go in and kill any cancer cells, and you can eat your meat guilt-free <laughs> as much as you want. And, and, and you know that's going to cost a lot, too, because how many vegans will it take to give enough blood for one meat eater? <laughs> That's like a, that's like how many, whatever. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the beginning of a joke. Yeah, how many vegans will it take? Now, look, you're gonna have to pay the vegans a lot of money. Yeah, because you know it costs a lot of money to make people give up their ideals. Uh-huh. Right. I have a feeling some vegans may be like, I'm not gonna help save a meat eater who's killing a, you know, eating yeah. a cow. But you know, lie. Yeah, doesn't matter. And a lot of vegans are poor. Yeah. You know, I've met, I mean, I know now it's become a very sort of de rigueur style of eating. Mm-hmm. Bill but, Clinton. Yeah, I know. I understand. There are people out there who, you know, have done very well on it and, and make regular livings and are normal people. But there's a lot of broke ass people who are vegans out there. Yeah. That if they were getting, you know, a couple hundred bucks for a pint of their blood or a couple, three, I think, well, you can give up to three pints in one shot. I'm not sure. Something like that. Then you can give them a nice vegan cookie and some vegan orange juice to uh-huh. send them on their way so they get a meal out of it, too. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, big money, guys. Big, big money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else is big money? What's big money? It is our latest segment, Josh and All Sell Out, in <laughs> which we explore our lifelong dream of selling uh-huh. our souls to corporate America. Uh, so you know the traditional ways. You can go to uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Hit the sponsor button. Mm-hmm. And you can donate an amount that will come out uh, in a recurring basis for the rest of the season, which we're just starting a new season. When uh, is that starting? It is starting uh, April 15th. All righty. And um, it will... Half that money will go to Josh and I, keep us in b- big, fat stakes. Oh, God. Half, Along with your 10%. That's right. A l- and 
Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn, keep mm-hmm. them in, in, you know, vegan shoelaces. And that keeps us from, that allows us to not have to give them any of our 10%. Yeah. And uh, so there's that. Or you, if you hate us, you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org show page, hit the donate button. Uh, notice I didn't say the Patreon button because they're going to phase out Patreon. Uh, and on that, you can pledge money on a one-time or reoccurring basis, and you can uh, get that money tax-free because we are now a charitable organization, 501c3, mm-hmm. and you can also leave a note. And in that note, you can say, take these guys off the air. They are, uh, you know, trying to make kosher people eat pork. They are <laughs> sapping the blood, literally sapping the blood uh-huh. of vegans uh-huh. and health conscious people. Uh, and, and they will. They'll cut us in a second, in a heartbeat. Oh, they'd be happy to do it. Yeah. Tom's looking for, and especially with the new season coming up, they'll just add another show to take up our slot. Yeah, they sure will. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what else they're, you know they're going to try and do? Uh-oh. Uh, it's not in full effect yet, so I, I should hedge what I say here. Uh-huh. But if you uh, sponsor us, we can put your name, you can choose to have your name put on our page as a sponsor. And I'm betting you can call yourself whatever you want. So if you want to say your name is Josh's Balls. (laughs) I don't think you'd want that to be your name. Or any insult to Josh. I'm just saying, why would would someone taking their name as Josh? I would take that as an honor. (laughs) If someone decided that they were going to call themselves Josh's Balls. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if someone said to me, man, I love your show so much, I'm going to name my kid Josh's Balls, <laughs> I'm going to be like, good on you, brother. All right, I'm okay. honored. I feel bad for the kid, but I'm honored. Okay. Well, you, if you, you guys can think of your own insult for Josh to name yourself. But, uh, but yeah, that's probably going to be a thing. But we all know the big money, the real money, is corporate sponsorship. Yeah, it is. One day, you know, Josh and I will, will swallow our beliefs, and we will... We'll, we'll, Toe the Smith & Wesson corporate line if they want, hey, if they pay enough. That's right. Uh, AR-15s for everybody. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Kids. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that that was a, an excerpt, a reenactment <laughs> of what it would be like if, if Smith & Wesson <laughs> gave us money. Uh, or she, the NRA. Yeah. Did you hear the passion behind our tone? We believed it. We believed it. We did. And for a moment, you guys did, too. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but the real money is corporate money right now we're embracing our corporate sponsor our first sponsor our best sponsor our only sponsor mr monty lamonti so please mr josh take it away hey everybody it's your best friend monty lamonti and i'm back again with an amazing tip for you my best friend this is probably the best one ever And I can't believe it took me so long to get to it. Toilet paper, people. Cheap toilet paper versus a nice, thick, fancy toilet paper. Get away from the cheap stuff. It's the worst. It's bad for your butthole. You need a nice, strong, yet soft, insensitive toilet paper. Come to think of it, that toilet paper is starting to sound a lot like me. But people, seriously, it really needs to be strong. Because I'll tell you, at home, my finger hasn't poked through the toilet 
toilet paper in years. I don't want to plug anybody because that's not what I do. But I use an ultra strong toilet paper from a brand that has a big fat squishy teddy bear for their uh, mascot. But anyway, oh, and it treats my bottle so nicely. I swear to God, you only need three squares per wipe. It's amazing. It's so soft and sensitive. Anyway, as always, and amazingly, positive influence in your life. Your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And remember, people, if you heard this tip, you owe me your best friend, Monty Lamonti. $2. Payable via PayPal. That's $2. Payable via PayPal at Montyism, M-O-N-T-E-I-S-M, at Yahoo.com. All right. Thank you. It's a wizard with the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if he's going to be putting uh, product placement in his ads, <laughs> we're going to have to start charging more. Yep. Yep. What well, if the but the product in this one I feel like was his butthole because <laughs> he was pitching us on his butt. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was a good. I can't. I can't. Uh, can't fault Monty's tip. He's right. Spend that money on a good toilet paper, yeah. man. Makes yeah, all the difference in the world. Treat yourself. Get good toilet paper and good sheets. Yep. <laughs> and you'll be happy. You will be happy. Uh, so, you know what else makes us happy? What, Noel? It is that every week we have a topic. This week it's meat. In that topic, we give you so many ways to get so many rich. <laughs> but we also, <laughs> somewhere in the show, we hide a, a, a little sausage of another topic. Sausage. Yeah, and yeah. in that, you can get even more rich. Mm. So if you're sitting on the toilet, mm-hmm. if you are you know, going home to get about a foot and a half of really good sausage to bring to a party, uh, only <laughs> well, to be insulted to a for and a half it. Now, a foot and a half now. Huh? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> or whatever it is you're doing. Uh-huh. Listen to this. Come back. Listen to the rest of the show later. Make even more money. Please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Do you need an excuse for work? Back in 2007, there was a very popular website called MyExcusedAbsence.com that offered a number of excuse letters, doctor's notes, jury summons, and more. It didn't take much for the owner of the website to get started, a laptop and $300, but he made a hell of a fortune selling these excuses for $25 a pop. This website became popular really fast after it was launched and it had a reputation for providing excellent letters that would work all the time. However, the jig was up when people started using the service way too often. Did I do that one before? I don't think so. I couldn't remember. Um, but I, I know I had wanted to, but I couldn't remember if I had done it or not. Uh-huh. But that's a good one. So it hasn't been in around for three or four years now. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's ripe for a comeback. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Yeah. Someone uh, writing excuse letters. Yeah. Doctor's notes, jury su- jury summons, whatever you want, yeah. they'll do. You do it. Make history repeat itself, guys. Uh, he made a lot of money. It just got to be too popular. Yeah. People found out about it. It's like those, uh, you know, the uh, the people who sell uh, 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 papers online. Mm-hmm. Sometimes everyone f- knows suddenly that that paper gets around, and enough people know about it. Couple kids get busted, and then that paper disappears for a few years, and then it comes back. And it comes I wouldn't back. know that that's actually a fact, personally. 
I'm just saying that sometimes that happens. <laughs> um, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to, because I have a couple more. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I want to, I, I lied to you <laughs> earlier. I'm just letting you know. So I'm going to, this is going to be a quick one I'm going to do first, then All you right. can do yours. Okay. Well, no, this will be the bigger one. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so, because uh, it also ties into what you were talking about, like your your argument, uh, your devil's advocacy with the vegetarians about uh-huh. uh, about cows and chickens. If you set them free, they would disappear, right? Well, I thought that that was the case too, but there is an example of that not being the case. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you go to Hawaii on the Big O Island of Hawaii, there are actually wild cattle all over the place. Oh wow! And they're very dangerous. Uh-huh. They were brought over <clears throat> by the English in the 1800s as a gift. To uh, <coughs> to the king at the time, um, and they brought over like a herd of about maybe it wasn't a herd, but they brought over like maybe ten cow, mm-hmm. and they were Herefords. The cow they have huge horns, like their their the span of their horns is several feet oh, yeah. between them, and they're big, big, big bulls. And uh, I think they may have the little lump, the hump in the middle of the back there. But they're originally from England, and then they had brought them to Mexico, and then from Mexico to uh, to Hawaii. And the king had made a decree that uh, these cows could not be touched uh, for, I think it was like uh, 25 years, till the herd got actually grew exponentially uh-huh. so they could be used for food, right? But apparently, because of the fact that they had no livestock on the island that were that big and that strong, they really didn't know how to create uh, uh, enclosures to hold them in. Usually they dealt with pigs primarily was their main uh, main livestock that they had on the, on the island. So they would build these enclosures that could hold pigs fine, but these cows would just walk right through them. And many of them escaped. And there are now apparently something like Possibly over twenty five thousand oh. head of cattle wild in uh in on the big island specifically of Hawaii. Wow. And they are dangerous as fuck uh-huh. because they're wild, they're feral. So they see humans and they charge. So imagine having this, you know, fifteen hundred pound hunk of beef tearing at you with yeah. those big horns, you know, you better be a sure shot. So I was but I was thinking, you know, look, we are constantly being told how bad factory farming is for the environment. Yep. Right. How bad the factory. So it's just a matter of time, I think, before rules and regulations are put into place that are basically going to be there to sort of get rid of factory farming as we know it. It might happen. And and what's going to happen? There's going to be. Hundreds of thousands, I would imagine, head of cattle that are going to be sort of there and just sort of wandering around, right? So I came up with an idea that fuses several things. It fuses the idea of hunting for your own food with the idea of uh, the uh, hunting ranches that are so popular amongst the rich people. Uh Uh-huh. Right, like that's where uh, Cheney shot the guy in the face. Yeah. Right, they were at one of those ranches that has wild animals that are tagged, yep. and everyone knows where they are. Well, all this cattle have to go somewhere. 
So you're going to buy a hunting ranch, uh-huh. and they're for sale all over the yeah. place. Can I interject one thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only did Cheney shoot his friend in the face, uh-huh. he made his friend apologize on TV for getting shot in the face. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> what a Cheney jerk. is the devil. Yeah. I think we are all, you know, you can say whatever you want about Trump, but yeah. Cheney was actually... I think occupied by Satan. Well, may still it be. Maybe a two-headed beast. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> 660 acres for $10 million, a drop in the bucket for the amount of money you're yeah. going to make. You are going to, out of the kindness of your heart, take all these cows in from your uh, uh, from the local ranchers, factory ranches that have to give them up. Yeah. You're going to let them roam free on your land. Yeah. But you are going to use modern enclosure technology. Of course you are. They're not going to get away. They're not going to get away, and they're going to be very docile. And you're going to be able, because these guys who hunt, who spend all the money, all they want to do is bag a creature. They don't want to actually hunt them. They don't want to. They're old. Yeah. They just want to shoot and kill something. Drive around in a golf cart. That's right. So these cows are docile. They're used to human contact. You can go right up to them, and you can take a pistol, put it right to their head, and kablooey, right? And then the whole herd, the rest of the herd, will run away about 10 feet, uh-huh. right? They won't even know. And then the next guy can go up and kablooey. It'll be a bloodbath, a true joy of death, right? You can roll around. You can then you know, do all the ancient Native American hunting techniques. You can drink their blood to be one with the kill. Uh-huh. You can eat the raw beating heart out of the chest. You can feel really good about yourself, or they can feel really good about themselves when all they did was kill a docile animal. So you are going to open <clears throat> cattle hunting ranches where people go out and they, you know, they'll bring their kids. And then they can, you know, they'll eat that cow that night. You'll pack up all the extra beef, right? Then all the meat byproduct that's used for so many things, you'll get all that money too. Yeah. All the gut that's used for tennis rackets, all the leather, all, you know, all whatever it is. They only want the prime cuts anyway. They're not going to want the off cuts in any way, shape, or form. You can make your own dog food that you can send away for people. I I just think that's a big money-making thing when this all goes down. Oh, yeah. I think that's great. And they will be happy. I mean, you won't even have to pay for this cattle because these guys are going to be like, we got to get rid of this. What the fuck are we going to do with you know, say some place has twenty, thirty thousand head of cattle, and they got to whittle it down to ten thousand uh-huh. without, uh, you know, without doing a mass slaughter and just throwing it away. You're like, I'll take them, just give them to me. I got it. Yeah, there you go. I like it. All right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I think that would be big. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, guys. Money. Uh. <clears throat> so. I was looking up. Tried to look up weird facts about meat. Uh-huh. And uh, I came across a few things. Uh, in 2012, a meat shop in London started selling what appeared to be human body parts. Uh, and it turns out what it was was a promotion for Resident Evil 6. <laughs> and they were made out of meat, but they really, really looked like human bo- body mm-hmm. parts. Uh, and then the proceeds of that, I thought just as a... Odd aside, uh, proceeds from the sale of the meat went to the Limbless Association. As <laughs> uh, so in 2013, uh, the Upris Discount Shop in Norway mm-hmm. sold what appeared to be realistic severed human body parts as a Halloween stunt, caused a huge uproar because kids freaked out. 
Uh, and these were, once again, human body parts, or appearing to be human body mm-hmm. parts that were really made out of uh, meat. Um, so I thought about the possibility of creating... You know, these bodies maybe for classes to dissect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know, what's the point? Where's the money? Yeah, it's probably question. not going to work. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw an article of nine places where cannibalism still exists. Mm-hmm. And I thought, huh, you know, maybe uh, we can make fake human body parts and we can sell them there and you know try to get these people okay. to stop eating yeah, humans yeah. that's a good but idea the article it was from some kind of british tabloid it was very sketchy and also the people listed were either very poor not right. our target market right or they were like individuals uh and then i remembered uh popo remember popo he was the guy in florida who uh was attacked by the man on bath salts and had his face eaten off. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I didn't realize uh-huh. that was his name. Yeah, his name was Popo. I had no idea that his uh, name was Popo. And then, uh, so I was thinking, you know, maybe we could make, because uh, there was also a rash of similar stories about other people on bath salts who tried to eat people. And I was thinking, well, you know, maybe we can make these snacks that look like body parts out of meat and sell them on uh, places that they sell bath salts, but... You know, you really don't hear much about Balsets any, anymore. Mm-hmm. And realistically, those people, they're spending every penny they have on bath salts. They're not, you know, you're not upselling them with the human body parts snack. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, so how do I find a market with disposable income? You know, when, you know, really juice this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I thought mm-hmm. about the Lou Reed show we recently did. And he discussed that he Lou Reed's yeah not it Lou Reed. It sounded like you were saying Lou Reed, no, like the musician. Yeah, just you know, enlightening people. Our, our fans understand what I'm saying. Okay, uh, Lou Fernandez, host of Lou Reads the Internet Thank for you, you uh-huh. uh huh, where you. he reads horrible message forums uh-huh. from the internet. And he discussed that he had read the one <coughs> that was uh, where the cannibal cop had been on and it's these people write basically these fantasies about how they're going to stalk and trap and cook and eat and probably have sex with I'm guessing as well. I would imagine there's uh, some people fantasy in there. Yep. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make realistic, almost like real dolls, uh, which are uh sex dolls that look like real humans, yep. but I'm gonna make them out of meat. Mm-hmm and I'm going to sell them to people in this community, this cannibalist fantasy community, mm-hmm. uh, and they do whatever they want with them, then they cook them, then they eat them. Yep. And by adding in the element of sex <laughs> to this already fantastic idea, huge money you get to charge. Yep. yep. You are dealing with a group of people who uh, are obsessed and will pay any amount of money you charge because they are obsessed with this horrific thing. And, you know, you're keeping them off the streets. You're, you're letting them scratch that itch. I think that's a great idea. Uh-huh. I think that's an amazing idea. And I think, so, like, just to uh, add to this uh-huh. a little bit, because yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah. I was looking up fucking meat. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> that was a search I did. But that was, had nothing to do with the show, though, no. right? <laughs> no, of course not. Um, that's just a personal thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, you know, the idea of making sex dolls out of real meat. Yeah. Um, but I like your idea better where it's like, because pre- I was thinking about, so two things. So when you talk about this, it reminded me of when Deb and I went to, uh, went to Portugal many years ago and we went to, it was around Christmas time and we went to this big, uh, mall there that was this Spanish chain and they had this huge food hall, like deli grocery thing. And they had all these beautiful, like Iberico hams and stuff like that. But they also had all of these like pressed meat products and the way you knew what the actual meat product was was because the way they compressed these they made it they were compressed to look like it would whole so like a compressed turkey meat product was compressed to look like a turkey oh i love that like a roasted turkey right with the legs and the whole thing uh-huh. like that they had a compressed ham they had a compressed ham product the shape of that the was compressed to look like not a pig but like a ham with oh, the bone coming okay. out right like a cooked hen even though it was just like dak style ham uh-huh. right so they had all these things and the minute you said that I was like oh my god that's how they must have done these body parts uh-huh. right it was just this like compressed meats to look like things and then food coloring so for flavor purposes though right i was looking up i had read about this thing it's called the impossible burger uh-huh. and this is this burger yeah. that has been created it took them like 80 million dollars and i don't know if you know who david chang is uh-huh. who is uh, the guy who owns the whole momofuku empire he has been pushing this it is a vegetarian burger uh it may even be vegan uh but it supposedly tastes exactly like a burger Uh because they have found there so the thing that makes meat red meat tastes like red meat is the thing in our blood called hemoglobin Uh they have found that some vegetables particularly some legumes carry small amounts of hemoglobin in it really they call it uh this is called leg hemoglobin or heme and what they've managed to figure out is how to extract this hemoglobin, right? And uh, so then have large amounts of it, and then they mix it in with this vegetarian patty. It gives the color of meat. Mm-hmm. It gives the flavor of meat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's apparently it, like, tastes like a burger. The only difference is there's a slight textural difference, and it's it's lighter yeah. because of the the rest of the stuff in it, which is, like... I don't know, wheat protein and potato protein and stuff like that. You know, it's not like exactly healthy for you. Uh-huh. But it is, it's it's supposed to be like, all I can say is if David Chang is putting it on his lunch menu mm-hmm. as a burger, it's got to be really goddamn yeah. close to a burger. And it's because of this hemoglobin. Everything we think about when we think of a juicy, delicious burger is all about the hemoglobin. And so you can add that in there. Right. So when they if they are like the kind that want to cook it in some fashion, uh-huh. then it'll taste like meat. You know what I mean? They'll get that really satisfying mm-hmm. flavor, of it, even though humans are supposed to take like taste like pig. But, you know, whatever. It'll just add that little extra element to it. Yeah. And, you know, those burgers, too. I'd read about them. Uh-huh. Uh, they bleed. Yes. Th- that's the hemoglobin. OK. That's what it is. They they fit it so that it, it it does everything that a burger does. Like you cut into it, it will be medium rare if that's how you order it. Mm-hmm. It will uh like you'll push down and that red juice will come out because yeah. that's all the hemoglobin. Yeah. 
I want to try one of those sometimes. I do too. We should go. We should go up there because he serves it at uh, Nishi over on uh, on uh, uh, his restaurant on Twenty Something Street and 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 Seventh Avenue is on the lunch menu. Okay, we yeah. should do that someday. Yeah, and we try should because I've I've wanted to try it for a long time. Um, yeah. So my last one, really quick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we all know uh, Lady Gaga uh-huh. meat dress. Yeah. Right, McQueen's meat dress. I mean, people still talk about it now, and it was years ago, years and years ago. Well, that meat dress was uh, preserved through taxidermological properties, um, and it's in uh, it's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. You like I made that word yeah. up? Yeah, no, that, that was a great word. <laughs> you didn't even call me on it. You like that word so much. You just smiled and shook your head. Um, and it's basically now jerky. And I had thought to myself forever, when a uh, a, a celebrity wears any kind of outfit on the red carpet, the knockoffs come off immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And it, the amount of money that sort of crams into the economy and the fashion economy, and the amount of money that's made based on these sort of knockoffs or or, or outfits that are uh, inspired by it. So you know, if you look at any like Us magazine, mm-hmm. OK magazine, People magazine, you know, they always do that. How do you recreate that look on a budget, yeah. right? And then they show all the knockoffs of that look that you can buy at Old Navy, at H and M, blah blah blah. So I say. The meat dress. Uh-huh. Uh, people still talking about it now. Who wouldn't wear like one piece of clothing that was made out of meat? Except for the problem is that it's meat, right? It's raw meat. Yeah. And it's going to rot, and you can't keep it. Well, jerky lasts up to a year. Uh, I love jerky. Okay, love jerky. Yeah. Right. Why not start making meat dresses out of jerky? And then everyone can have their own meat tank top, meat shoes, meat things, and they'll keep. It'll keep. It'll keep. It'll keep for at least a little period of time before you decide to change the fashion anyway. Yeah. That you might throw it out. The beauty of it is you don't just throw it out. You eat it. Or you feed it to a dog person. Or you donate it to a homeless shelter. The other beauty of this is is there are, if you walk into any artisanal hipster shop next to the bone broth— uh-huh. There is a series of artisanal jerkies from a variety of animals. Oh, yeah, it's gone big. There's beef, there's bison, there's chicken, uh-huh. there's turkey, there's salmon, yep. there's tuna. Alpaca? Gator? Not, I've, I've not seen gator yeah, or alpaca. Someone gave but... me a whole bunch of jerkies one time. Oh. And they were great. <clears throat> yeah, so th- there's just a variety. And they all have different colors and different textures, and you can mix and match them to make outfits that look any number of ways. Uh-huh. And so uh, I think you can make, for those of you who are designers out there, making clothing out of jerky is your uh, explosion into the fashion industry. Yeah, the only warning I have to say is if you're making like a dress out of jerky, uh, make sure it's got long sleeves, probably a very low, long hemline, because otherwise if Josh sees you, he's going to accuse you of not bringing enough of the meat dress, and he'll insult <laughs> you for years about it. I, you know, the, I was, I'm was i amazed you you were the one who brought that story up, to be quite honest with you. You have some chutzpah, my friend, some chutzpah. That's right. Hey, if you guys want to reach out and tell us how much chutzpah we have, uh, you can uh, get us on Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. You can email us at uh, grqwithjoshandnoel at gmail.com. Right. And for those of you that have tweeted us and gotten Noel's curt responses defending the fact that he <laughs> is the one, don't take that personally. He just hates that people like me more. <laughs> and, you know, keep tweeting us. He'll get better at responding. We get so few that he needs practice. Yeah. 
Uh, or you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can rate. You can review. You can subscribe. Uh, if you only listen to us as a podcast, I encourage you, please, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, tune in to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Uh, before us, we have Art Star Scene. After us, we have uh, <laughs> Trippin' Beats. So listen to what else is going on in the station. There's a lot of good stuff. A lot of great music. Yeah. Uh, you guys, we at this point have made a lot of money Fortune. off a lot of meat. So uh, Josh and I know that our ideas are great. How do you know that they're worth quitting your job, giving up your life, and oh, and actually, let me let me back up for a second, guys. Uh, we've made a lot of money. Uh huh. So you got to spend that money. Yes. Get to it, Josh. To celebrate 40 years of Hot Wheels and the production of their four billionth toy car, Mattel unveiled the most expensive Hot Wheels car in history at the 2008 American International Toy Fair. Hot Wheels teamed up with celebrity jewelry designer Jason Arashbon for the occasion. Cast in 18 karat white gold and covered in over 2,700 diamonds, it's worth $140,000. Since there's no chance of stumbling across this toy car while cleaning the basement, keep your eyes peeled for the Hot Pink Beatnik Bandit, a 1968 Hot Wheels car marketed to girls that sold poorly and is now valued at $15,250. Because girls don't like cars. Yeah. Unless they're made out of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that together in my head. I yeah. don't think that's what they were saying there. But yeah, Hot Wheels, 140000 for diamond and gold encrusted cars. That's right. And now, you know, you guys are probably wondering, how can I trust these guys? They can't even keep their segments straight. They try to lead into the wrong segment at really? the wrong time. Do they? They give it. They credit you for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, which we will judge our schemes by, so you know that they are worth quitting your job, taking out loans, leaving your family. Uh, Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules and outcome are the Ten Commandments for Getting Rich from Stephen Gardner on thestreet.com. Okay. Uh, so rule number one, Noel, pay yourself first. That's right. Because let me tell you, if you're making a meat dress, mm -hmm. if you are making meat people, if you are raising these pigs, whatever it is you're doing, right. you're going to take a bite. <laughs> and it's going to be good. That's right, but also on that note, uh -huh. you pay Josh and Noel second. That's right. That's all I'm going to say. Number two, produce more than you consume. Well, yeah, I mean, that's we're the talking whole point. about meat here. Yeah. I don't even think we need to go any further with that. Uh, number three, apply leverage. Uh, yeah. You're going to need a lot. Apply a lot of leverage to pick up a 1,500 pound cow. You sure will. That's all I'm saying. So just keep that into mind. And and with your legs, people. Yeah. Not your back. With your legs. Uh, and finally, avoid losing money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're four for four or five for five or whatever it was. Uh, so all I can say is once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>